When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat because you're listening to the Dubland Podcast with Suzanne and PJ. Dubyard, Dubland Podcast, up your ear holes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm living in a box. The levels aren't as low as I thought they were. I'm a living in a. Yeah, yeah. Living in a box. Okay, do you want to stop? Sorry. Let me let me dig out some highlights here. I, I wrote some notes. I wrote some notes. I wrote some notes. Wrote some the heavy notes. breathing in the mic is really nice. Though. That's only because you pretty much slammed the door in my face and gave me a fright. I haven't really calmed down since. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. That was Louise had to stop the door. There was nearly coffee all over me. Oh, you weren't. Oh, I you, you walked in like uh, like the Wicked Witch. That's me. You never hear the music when I'm just randomly, randomly, randomly walking. Random. Randomly walking around. So Dublin podcast episode ten. We're in double numbers. We're in double numbers. Holy moly! Hello to everybody who because this week for the Dublin podcast has been huge, right? Because we got to say a big hello and thank you to Chris Moyles. Oh yeah, thanks boss. Because he went on, so he does our, our VO at the start, our little bit of imaging at the start of the podcast and he went on, he's got like a you know a radio show on Radio X and he's got millions of listeners and whatnot and he talked about our Dublin podcast. So now we've loads of people up and down the UK who've subscribed, please subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud um, to the Dublin podcast. But some of the tweets that we got sent were just so good. Like there's people going, don't understand a word that you're saying. Well, yeah. Great banter and uh, people hauling haulage and doing all sorts. But it's lovely to have every single one of you along. Thanks for subscribing. Yeah, and for bumping us up to number six. We like nailed the iTunes. I nearly, honestly, nearly passed out. I was like tweeting PJ going, we're number six in the iTunes yard. Number six in the world. Yeah, we were amazing. <laughs> now, they, they, <laughs> they rise and fluctuate very quickly. But uh, Yeah, they do. Um, I think we were number six for 10 minutes. My favourite thing about Chris talking about it, who Christopher, um, talking about the Dublin podcast on the show was that he he said that we f and Jeff a lot because we do be using the bad language. Not that it's any his fucking business. And uh, that um, they said that we had very strong thick accents. Yeah, just coming from an Englishman. Yeah, well, yeah, and also do so. He does. He does an Irish accent. Do your accent. Do your your impression of Chris Moyles. All right, this is Chris Moyles and the other Welcome to the radio in the morning. Hey! See? And um, touche to Christopher and his Irish accent. That's what it sounds like. Um, I can only do uh, Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. That's the only English accent I can do. I can do uh, a little bit of kind of a, a Yorkshire. Go netto, go netto, one go netto. That's all I got. And there's, and it's like people doing Irish accents. There's people listening in the UK going, that doesn't sound out like us. 
Yeah, no, but then when they do Irish accents, it sounds ridiculous. It sounds ridiculous. Touche, my friend. Right, well, anyway, there you go. So... So this is the last podcast of the year now. This is the last podcast of the year. 2015 will be over and done. We can't do one next week because I won't be in the country. Because so we'll you're be... going to New York. When are you going to bring me back? I have not decided when I'm going to bring you back, but I'm going to do a bit of shopping for you. I have to get you something. I'd, yeah, I don't want anything too excessive. I mean, you know, but I want something good. Oh, don't worry. You won't be excessive. I'll bring you back some sort of a thing. I want a, the most random... Thing that you can find, but it has to be no. It has to be. Um, I have loads in New York. I've been there, you know. Um, but myself, I'm sure, I went to New York earlier this year with Michael D. Higgins. You didn't. I went to New York with the president of our country. We travelled together. He's Granted, in your shite. You he, happen to be on the same plane as him. Excuse me, two rows away from him. Thank you very much. And we spoke. All right. He had a chat yeah, with are me. You using that? <laughs> You're not finishing your bread. Drink? You're not finishing the bread. Um, and I do believe also he ate my steak and then I just looked up at Michael D. Higgins and there was Sabina cutting up his steak. That was probably for me. You're but joking anyway. me. Someone cut up the president's steak. No, they didn't. Ah, that was a good story. On. Anyway. I was only on first class once, right? I was only ever in business class once in a flight. I was flying over to do gigs over in Montreal and I got bumped up into uh, the first class because they said, and this is a quote from the American lady on the Delta Airlines flight. Mm-hmm. She said, because you left it so irresponsibly late to book your ticket, you get first option on going to business class. I have a seat up the front for you. I was there, ah, deadly. My irresponsibility is finally paying off. I finally, my lack of ability to control my life as a normal human being has finally paid off, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, she brings me up to the front and uh, she sits me down in a lovely seat and there was a rather large American man to my left-hand side. Now, Mm -hmm. I have to say, a uh, rather large American man. Not that that would be an issue, only for where the story goes next. Okay. Right? So he is obviously a little bit weight conscious. And then they say to us, uh, unfortunately on this flight, the entertainment system is down. We cannot repair the entertainment system. So no movies, no TV, no games, nothing. We have to sort of think, what are we going to do? What are we going to make? The-? Now, of course, we were in business class at this stage. Okay. So everyone's going, no, this is bullshit. Man, what are we paying for? What are we paying for? Flight was going to Canada, but it had to stop in New York, so it's right, full of Americans. Was so it's like, what are we paying for? You know all this. This is ridiculous. And then they started swapping them. They gave them pr- options of different shit that they could get in ca- instead. Of course, I didn't get them because I shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah. So we're flying around. We're getting up in the air, and I say, right, what am I going to do to entertain myself? And they hand me a fucking menu, right, of what I can have. I've never been given a menu on a plane you before. Get a menu when a you fucking go in. Me- like a proper menu. menu, metal knife and fork you get wrapped a in a towel. Yeah. All this, I was there. Okay, Glassware. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going for it. I'm going for it's it. going to eat. I'm going to eat. So the first thing she says is, would you like some red or white wine? I says, I'll have one of each. And the guy beside me, you could see his ears picked up, and he was kind of like, that's very unusual. I've been flying on these planes for years, and nobody's ever asked for one of each. And then uh, they came out the menu, and they says, uh, what would you like for your starter? I says, I'll have one of each. They said, what do you want for your main? I says, I'll have one of each. Right? No shit. And then they said, <laughs> and for after? Yeah, you knock yourself it. out. I'll have one of each. And then she said, what do you want to drink? One of everything you have. And then she said she couldn't do that. She actually wouldn't. She refused to. So I said, what? Are you afraid you get completely yeah. messed up? So I said, give me the two wines again. A red and a white. And then I'll keep asking for it. Amazing. And then the guy next to me, right? She said, what do you want, sir? Guess what this fucking guy does? I'll have one of each too. He was so happy for the first time in his life. He didn't have to be self-conscious about being overweight. He saw me looking at him as if he was an ambition. He saw me sitting there going, I can't wait. I'm doing my best to be like you. It's probably never happened to him before. That's amazing. So then they come around with the cheese at the end. You know oh, the way they give yeah, out the, the cheese? cheese yeah. While you have, sir, I'll have one of each. 
Then they came around with this ice cream cart that literally had steam. Like, oh not steam. Oh, my God, amazing. But whatever, whatever that fucking smoke-like substance that can come off ice cream just to show off is. Yeah. They had the, what flavour do you like? One of each. And every time I did it, your man next to me goes, one of each. And we never had a conversation. No way. We never had it. We just got stuck fucking in. And then when we were leaving, we shook hands and said, it was a pleasure flying with you, buddy. <laughs> it was a pleasure flying. I love that. I'm connected to that man for the rest of my life. I was the ultimate food. piggery. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good, though. I just, they just forgot my steak. But look, I got over it. So this year, we need to talk about... <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I got carried away. Yeah, I got carried away. Um, it's been... There's been a lot happened this year in 2015. Can I... From a, from a kind of funny point of view and a funny term, 2015 has been the year of Keen Toomey. So the internet internet sensation is keen to me. Oh, so yeah, yeah. He Mr. does Facebook. his character. Um, he pretends he's his girlfriend. Emily, yeah. And he, to me, he's just been, the, if you have, haven't come across him before, now you probably have because like Justin Bieber's retweeted him. He's just done a thing with Che Che from the L, Che, whatever his name, Che Chesterman from the X Factor, the Vamps. He's the first comedian ever to be signed by Louis Walsh. Yeah, he's the first comedian to be signed by Louis Walsh. Louis Walsh signed him. Yeah, Louis Walsh signed him. He's going to be Louis Walsh's first comedian. Uh, and he was offered his own TV show. So and to well. be fair to Keen Timmy, he said, no, yeah, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm doing my own thing. Because they started that whole thing of, well, no, you can't do this and you can't do that. And you don't really have. And then you have to say this. And do you know what? Which is fairness, what happens in telly. Yeah, he just went, do you know what? Go fuck yourselves. And didn't do it. And I, But I, he, I now can't. Hotline Bling is one of my favourite songs of 2015. And every time I watch it, because he does a, a kind of little parody and he's like, Emily dances. Call me, I'm a hotline bitch at the end. So I just hear that. And also, I blame him for my use of the most inappropriate times of telling people to go fuck themselves. Because she's like, go fuck yourself, Keen. And because I, I found it so funny at the most inappropriate times, like to my mum. Because I'd say it in a funny, haha way. I go, go fuck you yourself. Can't say that to your mum. Can't say it to your mum. But because I was watching too many of his videos, I had to, I had to go into DTs for a while. I had to step away from Keen. <laughs> I don't understand the hate that he gets. He, I've because never seen anybody. But I've never seen anybody receive so much hate for so little. You know what I mean? Like, there's people that really stick themselves out there for no, like he's the Kim. Funny. He's funny, and if you don't find him funny, don't watch him. Don't but abuse him. It's so easy to avoid. You can literally mm. block him. You can yeah. put it. I mean, he only does this what he does on Facebook. So you can literally just press a button and he goes away. You never have to interact. Get it stuck in, onto you. You never have to see it ever again. You just press the button and he's gone. He's gone. Uh, but I've never seen so much unnecessary, unbridled hatred towards someone. And all he's doing is, you know, telling, telling jokes on the internet. But there's nothing as tiring in the world as someone who can thinks they can tell you what, is, what you have the right to be funny at. No, people who aren't fucking comedians who think they can tell you what you're allowed to laugh at. If you think he's funny, that means you're a prick. Anyone that thinks he's funny... Is a bastard. <laughs> you know, by association, it's this like insane. Well, I don't know what it is about comedy that are jokes that just brings the worst out in some people and the best out in others. But it really true. does. Well, he's he's my I, he's my hero. I think in 2015 because he's just an Irish guy just doing his own thing and he gets a lot of hate. But I just think he's so funny and I just I want to know where Emily goes in in 20 in 2016 because yeah. This year, 2015, oh, PJ, where do I go with this? I mean, this has been the year. Like, 2014 has been, has been kind of, you know, was a big year for me in the sense that, like, as in last year, 2014, yeah, like, I became, I became a mother. Like, yeah. I mean, that's fairly epic, but not as epic as what I became in 2015. Why? What did you become in 2015? I came Broke. A, <laughs> other than broke, I became a Malieber. Uh. So that is a middle-aged woman Malieber. I love him. I don't want to hear any hatred on it. His album's incredible. 
And that's that's the long and the short of it. I've become a Malieber. I'm I'm painting in that now. Hashtag Malieber. And that is me, a middle-aged Belieber. Shove that up your stocking. Well, look, I like I Don't told be you. Hating on me. I never had any time for the man until we well, I think we already spoke about this in the podcast until I saw the man's Mickey. He's got the, the biggest Mickey in music. Like, it's an unbelievable. It is a skin flute. It's a skin flute festival of the trousers. Mm. It's an absolute miraculous Mickey. It's the type of Mickey that if you had it in the Greek days, they would have worshipped you as a god. Well, and cheers to Justin Bieber's Mickey for 2015. Yeah, well, you know something, man, I don't like your music. And I'm not really a Mickey person day to day. But I'd have a tug of yours just to say I did. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I would. Do you want to know my hero of the week is? Go on. Shane McGowan. Shane McGowan, his last tooth. He lost his last ever tooth in 1990s, sometime in the 1990s. His last one came out. He had a couple left. They hung on for dear life. They were kind of like, what were they like? They were like old sailors sinking, holding on to a sinking ship. They knew they were, yeah. were going to make it, but they, had to, they just didn't know any other way but to hold on until it was all too late. They could have taken the lifeboat. They could have been helped, but they just didn't. And no. then his last tooth fell out. And... Uh, this week, he went and he got himself a whole new face full of Delph. Brand new face full of Delph. Mm. And he didn't just get the new face full of China. He not only looks like a completely different person, but he had the nerve, the absolute nerve, to stick a gold tooth in his face as well. And I have to say, he's changed my mind on gold teeth. I know I'm no Biggie Smalls or two-pack shaker. <laughs> I know I'm neither of those things. I know I don't have the look or the like, but I tell you one thing I do know. What's that? I can be as good looking as Shane McGowan if I put my mind to it. And if it's Shane McGowan can get a gold tooth in his face, PJ Gallagher can get a gold tooth in his face. And I am buying myself a Christmas present of a gold tooth, all because Shane McGowan gave me the confidence to walk around like an asshole and not give a damn what anyone thinks of my smiling face. So I'm going to do it. You're not. I'm going to do it. I'm actually going to do it. I'm buying myself a Christmas present of a gold tooth right in the front. See, I've got a little black tooth. See that, huh? Yeah, I see it. That's going to be an 18 karat gold carrot chomping wonder mount. That is an absolute waste of money. It isn't. It isn't. Either make it white again, like every yeah. other fucking piece of Delft that's in the in the world. No, it's not a deadly set of veneers. I don't want veneers. I want to clean my own teeth. Hold on to my own teeth. I want to wash them, clean them, and then I want to be able to get up every morning and say, "Polish the gold, baby. Polish the gold." <laughs> and Shane McGowan looks amazing. He looks amazing. He looks like a different person. He looked like a pensioner. I, I just suddenly realised when I looked at him, if you take your teeth out, instant pensioner. Instant pensioner. Yeah. You take your teeth out, pensioner. Shape of your face. Your mouth shrivels up like a dog's bottom. You know the way you get the little, like for some reason your lips contract, so it's like a bum. And then uh, you put the delf back in, it's like the bum is gone. He's got a lovely smile. Who knew Shane McGowan could have a lovely smile? Because he'd no teeth to he smile looks like, with. He looks like a happy man now. If I had a full new set of teeth, I'd be. Yeah. But that would involve me going to the dentist. And but, that's a whole other day sedation. But you know, they do say that losing a tooth is like losing a relative. They do say that. They say apparently the only thing that's up there with grief uh, is breakups, big bad breakups, mm-hmm. and getting a tooth smashed out of your face. So you suddenly look at yourself, it's like you see a whole different you. And it feels like you lost the old you. And you like, get a t- like what, what do you mean it smashed out of your face? What if it just fell out? Well, yeah, it's just it's more likely someone would smash it out at our age than it would just fall out. You know, like one of your front ones. Do you know what I mean? Well, they yeah, say it's like grief. losing. Whoopi, I would be devastated. I have a, a cap on the front of my tooth. I want if it come up. Like my worst fear was in the run up to my wedding that the cap on my tooth came off. Well, there you go. What I'm saying is, if they lined up your dog, I don't have a dog. If they lined up a normal person's dog. Their brother, person's dog. their ma, or their best friend, and their tooth. And they said, one of these has got to go. Best friend's not going to make it. <laughs> the 
dog's not going to make it. The dog is going to fucking All make right, it. All right, take Suzanne. it easy, relax. The dog is going to make Jesus it. Jesus Christ, 20 If it came down to my ma and my dog, I'd say, ma, you've had a good run, you know? We got 70 odd years out of you. The dog's only eight. I think you should do the good thing and bite the bullet. <laughs> I think you should do the right thing. I think you know what's right. But listen, we're at the end of the year and there's a couple of things. I have a couple of bones to pick with 2015. Right, right let's do it. My head, I have bones to pick. Okay. The stuff in 2015 that has done my head in and stuff that needs to stop, stuff that we need to not bring into 2016. Okay. Right? Number one, the open letter. I'm done with the open letter. I'm done with it. I'm done re- Remember the time when you had an opinion and you kept it to your fucking self and the open letter, gone. It started out with Miley Cyrus and uh, Sinead O'Connor having goals with each other. Yeah. And from there it developed into such an extreme that now nobody can actually send a normal letter to someone. You yeah. write an open letter. An open letter to the people running the country. It's not an open... The, pe- the people you're addressing are never going to read it. No. It's you talking to your friends on Facebook. It's a new way of forcing your opinion down. Of people to read Under your opinions. the guise of, of an open, open letter. letter. It's not an open letter. It's like when you used to, remember a few years ago, even just three years ago, thank fuck it stopped now. Mm. People on Facebook would do this thing, grand gesture. Remember grand gesturing was a thing? So it was, myself and David are delighted to announce the arrival of our 12 pound baby boy, Jericho. Jericho what will be on view. And you're like, oh, fuck off. Just fuck off. Just show a picture and go, we're ha- oh, look, Here's he's here. We we're it. so happy. Yeah. Oh, my God, we're so happy. Excuse me now, the timeline's got to be full of baby pictures. Totally, totally no, normal. No, no timeline full of baby pictures. The odd one here and there I don't even is mind. acceptable. I don't go even on. mind because I understand they're happy people getting carried away. But we are delighted to announce the arrival of Jericho in our home. Ah, shut up. And then the open letter took over. Yeah. The open letter took over. The open letter is the biggest pain of the whole. And I'm only getting started here. Okay. Uh, craft beers. Fuck off. I find a nice pub. I can't drink my tea because it's going to go. I everywhere. find a nice pub I like. Right. I like. This has happened three times this year. Okay. I could name the pubs, but I won't because I'd be being a fucking prick, right? But I find a nice pub I like and I'm into it. I start to get into it. I get to know the man that works there. And I'm having it. I get to know the food. And then one day I walk in, point the smithics. Oh, we don't do it anymore. No, we do. Uh, but we do do Arthur's Bone or Dead. Devil's Pirate. Would you like to try some Dead Devil's Pirate? It's made by two New Zealand surfers on the coast of Sligo who piss into a barrel. No, I don't want to try it. I don't want to try it. Craft beer, it's done. It's fucking done. If it's everywhere, it's not craft beer anymore. No, I can't get a smithy. You know, fuck craft beer. Fucking craft. It's never the same in the two places anyway. You know what? You got the real craft of making a fucking beer is. Make it the same every time. Pour a million points and make every one of them taste the fucking same. That's the talent. Craft beer. Have you tried it in here? It tastes totally different. What that means is shit. It means the fuckers making it don't know how to make it. It means they're having a guess every time they're making this shit up as they go along. And it's and just because our beer is too hoppy does not mean it's nice. It means it's too fucking hoppy. I want a pint of Smithix and a glass of whiskey and you're taking my pubs away. You're taking them away. This is really awkward. I, I got you four <laughs> bottles of craft beer for Christmas. When Guinness are making craft beer, it's not craft beer. Oh, and they Diageo, have a real, uh, it's not a real like, beer. 
ad where they all have muns on, they all have man buns, oh. and they're all dancing around with fairy lights, and it's all like, yeah. here we all are. Yeah, exactly. Can we accept that the days of the hipster are gone? Can we accept that the hipster is dead? Oh, I hope it is. I'm so over the hipster. Let the hipster go with 2015. Can we accept the hipster is dead? It's over. It's over. By the by, Smithwick's is hard to get sometimes because my husband, like you, drinks Smithwick's. And you go into a pub and so he's like, can I get a us. pint of... Sm-? Yeah, literally. That's it. In Ireland, you can't get it. And they're like, no, we don't have it. Right, go on, what else is going into 2015? I feel like I've been in some type of like a whirly-purly there. Like, yeah, sorry, I, I lost it a bit, but I helped me to get it out. Okay. Pop-up shops. Open the shop or fuck off. <laughs> this is the thing. Every time well, they open a pop-up in shop... An o- in an open letter to the government unfortunately I wasn't able yeah. to maintain a premises so I've written an open letter that whilst I drink my craft beer whilst drunk on yeah, craft beer that here I am in my pop-up shop that I can't <laughs> legitimately own 365 days a year so I'm just here for a pop-up yeah pop-up shops pop-up restaurants do it all year or don't do it at all or do you know what they're exclusive just though. It's exclusive. A, pop-up, a pop-up restaurant do you know what a pop-up restaurant is it's somebody with the nerve, somebody with the nerve to invite, because I've seen this being done, someone with the nerve to invite you for dinner mm-hmm. and then charge you for it. That's what a pop-up restaurant is. That's what it is. No, incorrect. A pop-up restaurant is the man who sells hot dogs outside Flannery's on Camden Street when no. you're coming out. That's a pop-up. No, that's not a pop-up. That's a lad selling hot dogs. He's not there all year round, or he's not there like during the day. He just pops up. He's never there when I go into Flannery's, but when I come out... And I have a very low level of judgment. He's there and I go, oh my gosh, I got your hot dog. And I go, hello, have, have my monies for a hot dog. Yeah, but that's not pop up. That's not what I mean. That, I know what, what you're I mean talking is like, about. I know what you're talking Tato about. Tato did it. Remember Tato did it? Yeah. They opened a pop up shop, uh, shop, shop on Wicklow Street. <laughs> yeah. And there was queues out the door and up the door as, to get a crisp sandwich. The simplest thing to make in the world is a crisp sandwich. And See, I it's queued, hipster though, isn't I it? Queued, you did. I queued, well, yeah. You're a worse fucking idiot then. Yeah, I am. Taste. Go to the shop, get yourself a bit of Brennan's, stick your tato in it, and that's you idiot. Yeah, you're right. You're right. This is why I'm so upset by it, because tato basically facilitated me being a fucking idiot. Yeah. And I, and I did, and I queued, and I queued for probably, ah, oh, it's quick enough, they weren't making them, like they were done, six minutes maybe, I queued. Oh, well, that's not a queue. And then they handed me a sandwich, okay. and I put it in my bag, and I went to the international bar and I opened it up and the crisps were softer than a pensioner Swiss roll. It was disgusting because they've been there all day. That's my giving out bit done. Apart from beards, I'm done with beards. I'm done with beards. I'm, and and do you know something about beards? Real men don't have them. My husband has a beard. No, well then he's not a real man. I apologise. But real men don't he have... He had one before they were hipster. He doesn't I have a hipster beard. No. To be he, honest, he just has stubble. He's stubble. That's yeah. not a beard. No. Yeah. He just needs a shave like I do every so often. Yeah, that's true. But real men don't have beards. Real men don't have beards. But they when have was the last beautifully saw... groomed beards. Which like, is the whole the, the, reason not to have a beard. The, the hipsters are all, they have better groomed hair than me. Do you know, like, I just, even when I leave in the morning, my hair goes up, generally just up into like a, a top knot and I'm gone out the door. But they, they're too much time. Yeah, real men don't have beards. Firemen don't have beards. Well. Farmers they do in don't calendars. have beards. Farmers do have beards. They don't have beards. Yeah, the firemen in calendars that I've seen have beards. But they're only letting on farmers then. No, the firemen in the calendars. No, they don't have beards. I'm telling you now, they don't have beards. Here, the farmers don't have beards. Fishermen don't have beards. Uh, Tell that to a fisherman's friend. (laughs) They're only letting on. 
The only man that had a beard that was a fisherman was Captain Birdseye, and uh, he was not. And he wasn't a fisherman; he was actually a chronic alcoholic. There. But his fish fingers are absolutely <laughs> delicious. <laughs> um, can we talk about the madness? What's the madness now? This is madness that has to stop. I try not to be too much of a negative person. You do, but emojis. Oh, the emojis! Yeah, I saw them today. Has to stop. Okay. I wouldn't even know how to get them. I won't be getting them. Like in fairness, right? The shit that goes on in their worlds that we all just go, yeah. You see, I don't know normal. anything about them. Their stepdad and some of their dads is now a woman called Caitlin. That's the only thing their I know. Their mom is- had a pregnancy crisis with a 20-something-year-old. Kim's calling her kid Saint. The, one of them is having is apparently banging Justin Bieber. The other one's ex-husband had a stroke from being found in a whorehouse with an overdose. Like, this shit is mental. And it's just their family that everyone goes, oh my God, the Kardashians. I love them. I never knew there was so much going on. All of a sudden, I'm really impressed. This is their family. That's a great story. And like, that's the truth. That's a great story. That's without everything. That's without all the rest of the intricacies. Can't say that word. Uh, Without everything else going on. That's, that's their, that's just the core. I love that story. I always thought they were just doing nothing. They were were just banging around famous for no reason. But there's loads of reasons to be famous. Yeah. They've totally gone up in my estimation Everybody now. has to bring something to the party. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like at the start of the year, they have a family meeting and go, right. That's an amazing thing. Everybody needs to bring their A game. So Bruce went, well, by the end of this year, I'll be Caitlin. I had no idea all this was going on with this family. Yeah. That's tremendous. <laughs> Why do people hate these people? That's amazing. I know. It's How do I get emojis on my phone? I'm totally into it now. How what did is- you talk me around? Th- I started off going... Fucking madness has to stop with emojis, and now all of a sudden I'm like, so where do you get emojis? That's an amazing story. Because like, let's face it, right? You let's say I'm at a dinner party, right? If anyone, if any dinner party you were at had all those stories to tell, you'd be thinking to yourself quietly, you'd be thinking, I am having a good time. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You'd be thinking because if I go to a party, I have to say, <clears throat> do I want pleasant conversation? Do I want people, you know, handing me around decent food? And do I want to like, you know? get on and meet new people not really when I go to a party I want some fighting fucking drinking and dancing that's what I want from a dinner party and it sounds like the Kardashians are willing to give just give that all of that wow yeah. I honestly had no. I thought but they had nothing to offer good food and wine I would say and the good food and wine yeah. I yeah. thought they had nothing to offer yeah. Jesus Christ imagine sitting there honestly imagine you never met them right you're right. sitting there first time you've been invited around for dinner right Yeah. You're, uh, got, you've met one of them they're not a famous family right Okay. You, and one of the lads that says you presume you're single Yeah. Suzanne I want you to meet the family yeah, yeah fuck we'll knock around why have you got two mans oh no one of them's me dad but he changed this year and the other one don't say anything to my sister because the boyfriend woke up in her clinic or in her house after he did a load of dope and my ma she got pregnant there after a young lad next door you'd be going this, this house is amazing I'm having the time of my life it, here. Oh, I'm never going into... out with you again. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, I just thought, it really puts money in perspective, right? Yeah. You do that shit and you're rich. Amazing. Everybody loves you. You get your own show. Yeah. You do that shit and you're poor. <laughs> it's like, I don't want you hanging around with them. Don't go around the Kardashian's house. Yeah. The elephant is after cutting his mickey off. The man's riding the young lad next door. Your man's, your woman's boyfriend's after dying in the prostitute house over the road. And don't even get me started. And what's going on with the rest of them? Don't even get me started. It just shows the double standard that money can provide, it's doesn't true. it? It's true. You see, this it's all very normal anyway. So now the, the long and the short of that is that I'm getting emojis, and that's the long of it. I have some great tips, by the way. Go on. I have some great tips for like, uh, again, like we did Christmas party tips last week. Yeah. I got great tips now. 
this week of how to avoid fighting with your family on Christmas Day. Okay. Because let's face it, this happens, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody likes their family. It's just the way it is. I know you nod your head like you do like your family. I know you do. I know you're like putting up with me talking about this. I know you do. Well, I, I secretly believe nobody does. I believe that there's a part I mean, there's of elements of, of everything that nobody likes. Yeah, so basically there's a, there's a formula to this, right? Okay, hit me. Yeah, there's a formula. A guy called Eli Finkel. He's the professor of psych... Yeah. <laughs> Finkel. Yeah, Eli Finkel. Dr. Eli Finkel. Dr. Finkel, we'll So you see can you put now. those laughs back up your nose, but Dr. Eli Finkel, he's professor funny. of psychology at the Northwestern University. Oh, stop it. He got that degree with Crayolas. Go on. Well, it doesn't matter where he got it. This is the theory and I told you. Right, so he says every argument has its players. And without its players, an argument can't happen. So we all need roles. So if you see an argument as a scene in a movie, everybody has a particular role that they have to be willing to play for the argument to take off. Gotcha. Okay? Yeah. So that's the way it works, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, Professor Eli Finkel has identified the four main players in any one argument that can okay. happen in the home, okay? Now, which one are you? I have a pretty good idea I know, right? The number one player that makes an argument happen. Yeah. This man... Or this woman, this person, we will okay, call yeah. the trigger. We're going right. to call this person the trigger, right? Yeah. Now, the trigger, this, the person that starts, the person they call the trigger, normally starts the row. Okay. <laughs> Obviously being called the trigger. I'm just, I'm just I'm telling you the story. Okay, go on. Now, by acting out or taking offence to a real or an imagined slight or whatever, sometimes the trigger, they imagine themselves as being the black sheep of the family. Mm-hmm. Or they feel that maybe he's holding a grudge. Someone holds a grudge against them. Whether it's true or not, the trigger feels these things, right? Okay. So the trigger's the most likely person to sort of turn around and go, Hey, you're always picking on me! Or, hey, why is everybody getting a present better than mine? Or, every year. Year after year you bring this. This is the trigger. These are the behaviours of the trigger, right? Sounds like now, you. If you ignore the trigger, a trigger's emotion only lasts for a minute at a time. Although to the trigger, it feels like it's lasting forever. So if you ignore the trigger... It'll go away. But what happens normally is we end up with a person called the prosecutor. Now, the prosecutor, (laughs) he's usually a a sibling who would be very frustrated with the activities of the trigger in previous years. Okay. Right? So they're normally the ones who go, oh, here we go again. Here we go again. Huh? Look at you. Look at you. Always playing the victim. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So these are the people that, you know, uh, all they want is basically a quiet life. Yeah. The prosecutor is normally a person that all he wants is a quiet life. Okay. But he wants it so much that as soon as the trigger acts up, he he's can't help reacting to it. By it. Yeah, he's okay. antagonized by it. So then, we have now just an argument between two people. What okay. makes it worse? The fucking defender steps in. The oh. defender steps in and the okay. defender is trying to be good but doesn't know what to do. And the defender normally says, we're both here, shut up! You're upsetting ma! Cue why he's called the defender. Yeah. Right? So the defender goes, oh, you're upsetting the kids! You know? All I want is a quiet life! And then they'll try and negotiate, which makes things worse. Because what's the worst thing you can say to an angry person? Will you just relax? Calm down, relax, take a deep breath. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the worst thing that you can say. It's the worst thing you can say. So the defender, unknowingly and unwittingly to himself, is actually making the world the worst place to be. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. I'm not losing my This is like his fourth one now. (laughs) Yeah. So then we have the enabler. Now the enabler is the oldest person in the house. The enabler is the person. Yeah, who turns no, no, an argument into a, a fiasco. That's mom's. The person who starts to rush the young kids out of the room. <gasps> Get the kids away from this. <gasps> oh, Jesus. Oh, God, the kids are away from this. 
You're going to ruin Christmas. Oh, Jesus. Your father's going to fall down dead if he hears this argument. Oh, my God. Your mother's going to pass away. She's not able for the grief. This is only every year. That's the enabler. Right. And by getting into that place, the whole place goes to a straight. So don't be a trigger. Don't be a defender. Don't be a prosecutor and don't be an enabler. When anybody kicks up in the house this year for Christmas, shut your mouth and let it pass. I know it's hard because no, you never want to punch anyone in the face more than you do your own family. I know it's hard. And you get away with it most of the time. Yeah, and they won't sue you. So there's actually a girl close. I know it's hard. I know it is. I know when your father's talking to you and telling you about when Star Wars is mad. And did you know there was a man in that that had a hat? That was a lovely hat. All you want to do is punch him in the face. Bite down. Shove your face full of quality street and hope for the best. Ho, ho, ho. And not milk tray because they fucked up the milk tray. They're going to fucking wreck milk trays. Hipsters are wrecking milk trays. Okay. Did you hear that? No. They're taking, they're changing the flavours. They're changing the flavours. I've never seen anybody take such disdain to anything in their life. It's like, it's not about hunger issues, not about the homeless crisis, not about the dogs having no ears. It's that they've come along and somebody is fucking with milk tray. Yeah, well, I let's mean, be honest, Suzanne Kane, honestly, of all the boxes of chocolates, if I was to give you uh, three boxes of chocolate, say mm-hmm. I was to give you three boxes of chocolate, Sarah, say, yeah. look, I'm after getting these in. I've got a quality street. That's not a box of chocolates, that's a tin. Okay, an assortment of chocolates that's categorised together in some container, right? <laughs> so I give you, I've got a quality street. Yeah. Right? Roses, I've got roses. Yeah. I've got milk tray. Yeah. What would you pick? Roses. You wouldn't. Shut your face. You just asked me what I pick. I pick roses. <laughs> okay, well, I would have picked a milk tray well, because as far as I know. The lady cons- doesn't necessarily love. Obviously not. Yeah. Obviously, the lady doesn't love milk tray. But right. she's going to love it even less when I tell you the rest Go of the story. Because I would definitely pick the milk tray. Do you know why? It's low risk. So there's always a game of sort of chocolate roulette where there's always one sweet in a box that's not very nice. Mm-hmm. Milk tray to me is the perfect. It is the perfect. What one do you not eat? None of them. Oh, really? This is the point. You can't get it wrong. You can't get wow. it wrong. But now, yeah. Now, okay, relax. Milk tray is the only one. I'm trying. I'm really ranting. No, you're this very Christmas ranting. shit is getting to me. <laughs> I'm really ranting today. You're actually turning green. Green. Now that you know, you have to annoy me again because they're going to make a kale favored sweet for the milk tray box. Kale. Yeah, kale. Yeah, they're going to make kale. They're oh, going to make. Just shite. They're going to make beetroot. Yeah, they're going to put vegetable flavoured milk trays. What? When? Uh, I don't know. I was in the paper today. No, I that's how you believe I was only talking about today. No. I'm talking about today. Vegetable flavours. And no. there's another one that I, ca- I can't, it was so ridiculous, I can't even actually remember what it was. It no. would come to me. But that's I, someone sugared off their face writing an article. That's all that is. They've lit, someone has been, like catnip, they've been hitting the boxes of sweets around the place and they've just, lo- they've heard, half heard a conversation about kale being healthy and something to do with chocolate. They've combined the two and they've gone mad. I hope so, because if they put kale flavoured sweets in my box of chocolates, I will leave the country. Well, I'm, I'm sure. I will leave the country. Okay. We are, technically, because it doesn't matter. Um, Before we go... I will go on a holiday. Yeah, I will go to New York for a couple of days and then when I come back, relax and rested and this Christmas thing is finished, I will write an open letter to Cadbury's. I'm sorry for being so cranky this week. I'm really rolling them. Um, Jesus, it's fucking climbing a wall today. Um, Before we finish up for our last podcast, which, let's face it, has been painful for this one. um, (laughs) Leave it off. Three wise men. Right? Yeah. It's all about the three wise men for Christmas. This is something festive that you mightn't lose your shit over. So three wise men. If you could have a Christmas dinner with any three wise men, oh. who would they be? So any so they can be men or women, past, present, anybody in the world. 
who would your three wise men be? Now, men, right? Don't start giving me the shit that if your dog could talk or if elephants could ballet dance. Just three wise men, women to have dinner with for Christmas Day. Women or men? Three wise peoples. Three wise women, men. Three wise... But just for the purposes of festivities, three wise men. Oh, okay. Well, there's going to be two women anyway because I generally prefer the company of women, actually, believe it or not. It's Uh, hard to tell today. I do. (laughs) Hello? (laughs) None of this has been directed at you. I do feel like a cranky husband that's come home from work in a bad mood, though. How was your day, love? Woo! Woo! You know, (laughs) my mother always used to do that. You know, your dad come in. uh, How was that day, love? Ah! Ah! And she just look at us and go, Ooh. Ooh. Um, so three wise, three pre- wise men, women. Three wise, pe- three wise people for your Christmas dinner. Uh, live or dead? Doesn't matter. Richard Pryor. Okay, Richard Pryor's going to be there. Okay. Because I think he's the greatest comedian of all time. Mm-hmm. And I think he's got something hilarious to say about literally anything. Okay. Literally anything and everything. Richard Pryor's going to be sitting there. Mm-hmm. And having met Joan Rivers... And Did seen how I met her. Yeah, I was at a gig, and she was the not. She was. She blew me away, and because oh I know she'd be great at party. She threw a birthday party for Gerald Farley. On his birthday in Vicar Street. It. Yeah, she did. That's amazing. She was the nicest person I've seen. And absolutely hilarious. Totally on PC. As cutting as you like. And I've seen how generous she is. So yeah, Joan Rivers is going to be there. So mm-hmm. Richard Pryor and Joan Rivers. Now, who's going to be in the next one? You wouldn't be getting a word in edgewise with you three. I wouldn't want to. This is a show. This would be like a show. I would want to just sit there and watch these people have a go. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So my, my, yeah, who else? Richard Pryor, Joan Rivers. Someone I didn't understand. Maybe... Uh, maybe Osama Bin Laden or uh, Mahatma Gaffey. <laughs> Mahatma Gaffey! That's not his name. Gaddafi. Gaddafi. Yeah, that's who I'd pick. I'd pick Gaddafi. I would pick Joan Rivers and Richard Pryor and I'd put the three of them down. And we'd all have... I bet you we'd get on. Can you imagine the crack you'd have? Honestly, the slagging sessions between Gaddafi and uh, Pryor That would be good. Rivers. So I'd have a great crack, you know? Great crack. They're good. They're my three wise people. Like Who's your three wise people? I didn't think this through. I forgot that to actually figure out my ones. <laughs> and I can't follow those. You just put me on this. Of course you can. Why couldn't you follow those? Of course you oh, can. Oh, I pick stupid people. You won't pick stupid people. I, I just picked one of the worst. I just picked one of the most horrible dictators on the face of the earth to have dinner with. So I can't see how you're going to do much worse than that. I would probably pick people that I want to gruel. As in, find like you drill them, get information out of yeah, them. Yeah, I just be like, what's your deal? So who then? Who, like who? Why are you like the way you are? So who mystifies you? Who who's like you know under your skin to the point that you want to find out everything about him? Well, Justin Bieber would be there. Bieber, of course. We want to see I'm, his Mickey, and we want to see how many selfies we can take before he blows a fuse. Yeah. So there's Bieber. So Bieber's at the and table. And can he actually go through doors? Because he's had a lot of run-ins with doors this year. Yeah. So there would be kind of an obstacle course for him. It would be like get through the door, uh, take some selfies, and then obviously for the main course. Shows to Mickey. Yeah, so who so else? That That's would, one. So that would be him. First time he's ever been called a wise beaver. <laughs> um, number two, you'd need a comedy element. Yeah. Do you know? You need a comic, Mike yeah. Birbiglia. Mike Birbiglia, brilliant, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think Mike Birbiglia. Hilarious man, yeah. very charismatic, you know? Yeah. Enjoyable to listen to, really twisted stories and everything. He's going to definitely get stuff out of the room you're sitting in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe him. Good choice. Yeah. Very good choice. So we've got yeah. Bieber and Birbiglia. Who's the third the B? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I think he'd have to invite someone who'd bring a good present. Elton John. You know Elton John's famous for being the best present giver of all? Yeah, he, he spends... He gives out his party sacks and all, and then like sometimes there's keys of cars in them and everything. Yeah, Elton John. So Elton John. That's it. Elton's the man. No, take him off the list. Um, who... Lionel Richie then. No, because he'd be... Uh, am I going to get up and sing? No, Lionel. 
No! They were doing really well. And then the arse fell out of it. So, uh, all you got to do is pick an interesting person. Do you know who the third person would be? I Roald do, Dahl. actually. No, I actually know who it is. Who? It's, got, it's going to be President Higgins. Because you think no, you're all I'll buddies. Be, I'll be having, we'll be having a soiree over the Christmas anyway. My third person is Roald Dahl because I absolutely, everything about, I, I know a lot of weird Roald Dahl facts. I would have, that's the one person I really wish I could have met in this world was Roald Dahl. Dahl. So if I could sit and just find out five minutes of Roald Dahl and he could sign my books. I have like quotes of Roald Dahl around my son's room and stuff. You knew you were going to get there. You were just afraid also, of being a bit soppy. Yeah, I don't know how Bieber and Roald would get on. You know something that wouldn't I don't matter. Know if he can read, it wouldn't matter. No. Why? You roll down and look at you at one stage. You go, why did you invite this man? You say, seriously, wait till the dessert. It'll all make sense. Riley gets his Mickey out, roll. <laughs> <laughs> What's your highlight of the year so far? Your highlight of the year for me it had to be Dublin winning the All Ireland final. It had to be. Okay. It had to be that. And it was two things. Per on a personal note, my ma not being dead, which is kind of a big I'll one. High five that because yep. both of our ma's. Should be dead. They both got knocks on the door. Yeah, mine they... should be dead. Yeah, fair enough. She should be dead. She cheated the reaper. She cheated the reaper. So my I'm two, delighted well, that my she's... My auntie actually che- cheated the reaper for my mum. She was quick enough to know that she was having a stroke, so... Yeah, so having a, having a living, breathing, actual mother, that's brilliant. Because we'd be orphans otherwise. Well, I am anyway. So this is my second time around. This would have been losing my second, ma. And then uh, the uh, second one would be, and the big news story for me, Dublin winning the All-Ireland. Dublin winning the All-Ireland oh, was absolutely fantastically amazing moment. It was just brilliant. The rain was shitty. The it weather was, was really awful. Bad. It was an appalling day. It wasn't a day fitting for September on mm. any circumstances in this city. Normally September is the best of the best. And you have the two best football teams. I don't think anyone would argue that of the day. Mm-hmm. On the field at the same time, we didn't have a great match. Nope. Everything looked like it was on the downturn. But the team came out and did it. And I just love the fact that we have a team that we can hope on. We've always had teams that we can believe in and then we... And, or then, we're in the cycle at the moment, aren't we? Kerry are just starting. They're going out of that cycle and exactly. we're just beginning and it. And we're just changing, getting yeah. into it. And do you know something? Actually, oh, I got two highlights. Sorry, I got two. Uh, because, do you know, there's two things, right? Sporting-wise, we're see Heffo's Army. I'm just old enough to remember Heffo's Army, the tail end of Heffo's yeah. Army. So I remember that buzz. Yeah. But I also remember those Kerry heartbreakers, how they used to punish us over and over again, time and time again, how they beat us up against the wall and how we still knew we had this incredible team, this incredible bunch of lads who were doing it so much for the city and their belief in it all and their commitment to the whole thing. And then we got that again. But this time around, we're better than Kerry. We're better than them. Everybody knows it. Everyone can see it. And yeah. we're going to do it again. I know. I can feel it in my bones. You look at the young lads, and they are young lads by comparison oh, to the older teams. Like, yeah. And they're just, they've got it. They've got years in them. And you start mm. thinking, this is our time now. Hefo is going to be even second best compared to this team. I really do believe that. Yeah. I really do they're believe They're like the hybrid, aren't they? So you're watching history happen. And it's not very often you get to see something happen and know it's history. And that was with the equal rights referendum as that well. That was this year. my that was my highlight of the year. So there you go. So we got the two of them. Yeah, definitely. And it, it trended because I know that uh, Twitter did the highlights of Twitter of 2015. Like, so this is the whole world. This is everything. The world. And we made that. Like, we made it. Like, the marriage referendum made it. I remember. I do you know what? To me. One of my proudest moments of this year was I was sitting in the kitchen with my mom, and I, you know, just as it was coming up to around the time to vote. Now, bear in mind, so you're dealing with like your parents who grew up in a very different Ireland to the oh, Ireland that yeah. we grew up in. And my mom was my mom was making something to eat, and I, I just said to her, I was like, "Mom, how are you going to vote?" And she was like, "Yes, obviously, it's a no-brainer." Really? And I was just like, "Wow, 
Like it, she just there was, and she never even faltered with her. And myself and my mom uh, and Ushin went down to vote to my local uh, primary school, and, and we voted. And you know, it, it was a moment where the priest was walking out. There was no brainer where he was going um, with his vote, and we were walking in. But it was just, it was that there was such an amazing atmosphere in Dublin, and it was, it was, it was incredible. And we changed the face of the world, and we're so tiny. Yeah, we're, we're so tiny, so tiny, and so we, tiny. we're such a game changer. It was a huge. I feel game like changer. I should stand up and sing Ron Levine, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, it like, was amazing. And like I was just saying a second ago, it's not very often you get to watch something happen and know it's history happening in front of your eyes. Yeah, it really that. rarely happens that you know you're being a part. You actually were a contributing part yeah. to a historical fucking moment. Like that home to and vote hashtag and everything was incredible. People travelling home to vote. Like and the whole amazing. world watching. The yeah. whole world watching. And then I remember sitting there with tears in my eyes. That doesn't often happen. Happen. I think the last time it happened where it was Italy 90. And I'm sitting there with <laughs> tears in my eyes and watching the... Uh, Watching all this happen and thinking, this is just incredible. Like, I was just so blown away, overwhelmed with it all. Mm. And I remember, like, you asking me, man, what way are you going to vote? And she said, uh, no. And I was like, oh. And then the day of the polls, I went up to the vote and she goes, oh, I'm going to vote yes. And I was like, what, what made you change your mind? She goes, you know something? Uh, even though I don't get it and it's not for me, doesn't mean I can tell other people what to do with their lives. And I was like, Jesus, that's, I don't know where she heard that. It was amazing. But it obviously struck a chord. Something somewhere in the period of the week struck a chord. And yeah. she went into it. And it was just an amazing, just an incredible, fucking hell, man. Just such an incredible. And the whole world watching. Yeah. The whole world watching. Like you said, it was just it was, And do you know what? We didn't let ourselves down. And my, my other thing is that I love that my son's children or his grandchildren will have a conversation in whatever, 60, 70 or 80 years time and go, do you know that, uh, do you know you couldn't get married? He'd be like, oh, well, my mom brought me and my buggy and it's exciting. I'm oh, fuck. I feel jealous I'm not gay. I feel like yeah, I'm left out. <laughs> I feel like I'm left out. I want me day. Ah, oh, someone give me a Mickey to squish. Do you know what? And this podcast. Yeah. Because this has just been a bit. We've done 10 weeks of this and this started out of the two of us basically just giving out to each other. And then we're here and we're like doing deadly on iTunes. Hey, nice to feel a bit of pride in the country at the end of the year, isn't it? Well, listen, look at us. <laughs> Happy Christmas, everyone. And have a great New Year. <laughs> About this trip to New York, I'm going to get yeah. something pretty good, though, right? Because I don't like shit presents. Well, do you like them um, Reese's peanut butter cups? Nope. Like, you know? I'll get you something, yeah. I'll figure of something good out. monetary value, because you know the way you're worth a fortune. <laughs> Love this shit. I love this shit. Yeah, sure. I drove the dart into work this morning. Yeah, you own your own dart. Yeah, I do. Yeah, oh yeah. I oh, see so the ship out there in the bed. That's all mine. That's yeah. all mine. I have the whole place. You yeah. own the two pool bag chimney. Ta- I know. I don't know why I come in to work in the morning. It's just for the crack. It really you is. You shouldn't. Yeah, I shouldn't. Sure, I know. Anyway, I better I go had, feed my stallions. If I had the money you had. <laughs> oh jeez, just for that, I'm not getting you. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs>